I think the timing of everything in the world is generally unfortunate based on everything happening here. But anyway, hello, friends, and welcome back to Live, Laugh, Lovecraft. It's week 10 of our social experiment here, where we've taught four worms to walk, talk, and play uh, Dungeons and Dragons. In order to determine whether one day worms, annelids, polychaetes will ever be able to organise and punish us for having haphazardly hoed away all of their homes. I'm Sam, the master of today's dungeon. Did you write that in advance, Sam? I did this one. Hoed away. Haphazardly hoed away their homes. I thought you was also can't you out. can't wedge in polychaetes um, off the cuff. So that, there's that actually was loads of polychaetes in London. I don't know if you know they're flying all over the place. <laughs> Let's let's move on. It, it, to introduce themselves, it's the worms in the order of how much they love eating shit. <laughs> That's what worms do, isn't it? I mean, I don't intentionally eat shit, but given I live with two two-year-olds, there's probably fecal bacteria on everything I've eaten for a very long time in some way. Hello, I'm Steve Cross. I'm playing Oliver, the goblin who is super nice. I have worked in a wet lab, and so I will go next, uh, which I once forgot the word for and described that what I did was wet work and realised that's not, <laughs> that's not the right one. Um, I am Lucy, and uh, I am a biologist, um, and I will be playing Brogar, so a massive and lovely, lovely dragonborn. I don't know what a wet lab is, but my name is Kate. <laughs> well, just to let you know, like a cold room in labs is a room that's cold. So a wet lab is just a room with three inches of water on the floor. Yeah. Which as a result of university-wide cuts, there are plenty of. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. Kate's trying to work um, out if this is actually the case. Dangerous. And I'm sometimes gullible and might believe things that you say. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm playing Bako, who is a satyr bard. Cool. Um, I'm Zoe. I am playing Ivy, who is a tiefling druid, but I have nothing to do with labs, wet or dry, in the real world. Those are, those are our scatter files. Um, now on to the game. Last time we met, our party discovered a gnome in the basement of the university and vowed to escort her home after she told them what she'd overheard about the plans of the group who used to meet down in the same basement. However, due to her weakness, Brogar had to carry her. As they approached the exit of the, uh, the Faculty of Unnatural Sciences, they heard voices from outside, and Bako, donning a judge's wig, managed to slip by. But the rest of the party have been accosted by the local guard on the request of the pesky goblin Mungbean. God, we hate Mungbean. We so do much. hate Mungbean. So, <clears throat> Mungbean is, is sat next to this box full of bees. These three guards, they've, they've raised their pikes at you, but not at Ivy, specifically not at Ivy. The rest of the party... Pikes, not cool. Ivy. Yeah, Brogar is therefore fine with this. Uh, so, officer, um, what what exactly is your name? Uh, it's uh, think of a name that isn't Gavin or Barry. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Michael. Wow, officer, and 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 your rank? Uh, S- sergeant. Sergeant Michael. Excellent. Well, I'm very glad you've got that uh, introduction out of the way. Now, you appear to be attempting to detain myself and my friends, and we do have rather urgent business ahead of us. Uh, we have a rescue to, to conclude, uh, and we are operating under very uh, important instructions from those higher up. I'm sure I don't need to tell you who that would be. Uh... Well, um, this this goblin here would suggest otherwise. He thinks you uh, are breaking into the university, stealing their research, um, and smearing honey all over the floors. Uh, Is Mungbean actually there, Sam? 
mung bean is mung bean is actually here. This is all mung bean. Okay, I'm going to go and stand next to mung bean. Could you roll a persuasion check there, Zoe? Um, do you want to say anything to, to mung bean, Steve? I mean, Snookums? No, I'm just going to go and stand round next to him. And then every time the police sergeant looks round, I'll be standing on a different side of him. Basically, I'm going to use the fact the police sergeant cannot tell goblins apart to um, get us out of this. If, if, if I get the opportunity, you know, I've always got multiple plans going on. So, so your, your first mistake, officer, was in assuming that this uh, particular goblin could think. Uh, and uh, she rolls a 17, uh, which is slightly well, better uh, than last. I have, I have uh, heard goblins are not renowned for their capacity to think. Just out uh, of, am, just... I, am I in his eye shot or are me and Mungbean out of his You and Mungbean are sort of like behind him, like oh, not quite 180 degrees, but like outside of peripheral. In that case, I shout, yeah, I really am thick as shit. <laughs> well, at least goblins are more aware than they used to be. <laughs> We're not. You, see, you see, officer, I, I happen to know that this particular goblin, uh, this rapscallion, we might, we might term him, uh, is in fact wanted uh, by several librarians on account of his habit of going into the restricted section and leaving the book pages very sticky indeed. Um, it's an absolute crime against books. And as you may imagine, it's not something that can be tolerated. It's absolutely fortuitous that you have, in fact, uh, caught this individual. It's a well, fair cop, Gov, but society's to blame. <laughs> well, well, uh, you know, we are, we are, we're good police. Um, and, but from what I hear, you've been making everything sticky as well by smearing honey all over the floor inside the uh, faculty. Oh, Isn't that right, Mungbean? They haven't, they have, they haven't. I'm a very confused goblin. I mean, officer, look at us. We, where would we put honey? I mean, this goblin right here is absolutely dripping with the stuff. Is that not... You, you, you seem like an observant fellow to me. Um, I am pretty sure that with your, uh, with your incredible powers of deduction, you could put the two and the two together and come up with a nice round number of excellent proportions uh, and, in fact, deduce that this sticky scoundrel is, in fact, the perpetrator you are looking for. He also has a box <laughs> of bees... Just, just putting he, he, it out there. He pats, he pats his leather armor. Goes, I do have wonderful proportions, to be honest. And the other guards sort of look at him and they, I they call nod. them. Certainly. I call them the ACABs, but don't take that. Don't take against them because of that. <laughs> why, 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 little little mungbee? Would you would you call them such a such a humorous name? I, I, if he's turned around to look at us, I elbow Mongbean yep. and go, Why did you do that, Mongbean? <laughs> well, a notorious liar and terrible memory having person. I, I did, I did nothing of the sort. You just stop me, students. No, you I'm confused. No, I'm not. Even here, no. fermented honey a bit hard. What's no, going on? stop it. Why have stop. you got all these nice police involved in your weird no. interior, your Munchausen's by proxy? Don't fucking tell them about the fucking honey. You're it's covered delicious. in it. No, it's your honey. They assaulted me. Well, gonna, you're the one. Well, you check. remember that's not true. You've got the ACABs to do the honey all over you. You were like, yeah, honey me. Honey me up. 
It's a one. It's a nat one. Mungbean rolled a nat one. Right, I'm going to sharp and let Mungbean dig his own grave now. <laughs> <laughs> so Mungbean is now role playing with the guards. That was, would someone else like to like to be Mungbean for me, or are we just gonna watch me? Squirm? You just want an inept <laughs> goblin performance. Has yeah, yeah, no, we'd like you to do both parts and cut. Each person is gonna cut the other one off because they yeah. are frustrated. So off we talk Sam. over each other all the yeah. time. <laughs> so Mungbean takes a, a a small dollop of honey from from his body while no one's looking. Has a little bit of a. a Snuffle and a lick. Ew, his, uh, ew. His pupils, What's wrong with you? His pupils dilate. Eggs. He just looks straight at the. Eggs. Eggy eggs. Bloody god. In my mouth, I'm licking eggs. 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 Eggy eggs. You know what? You know what you've. Eggy eggs. Why? This goblin clearly, like many goblins, on something. I need eggs. Why, why are you out here? Because I'm not going to I'm going to be on. I'm going to be on the formal constabulary complaints procedure if you keep indulging in shallow racism of that sort. Okay, what, what, what was your name, other goblin? Oh, hello, my name's Snookums Jolliver. Would you like this small protein ball I've produced? There was so much honey floating around, I thought I'd put it to good use with some cashew butter. Snookums is in fact an honoured guest of this city. Uh, he's a world-renowned pastry chef who has travelled widely to be here and whose good opinion we are seeking to cultivate, Sergeant Michael. Please, uh, indulge him in tasting his delicious snack. Um, I'm very sorry that the city has not been as Put the ball in your mouth! Put it in the mouth! I've made you this ball. Put the ball in your mouth! Oh no! You like that, don't you? You like that ball in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> what? Is this or Lucy fights them? Come on! Is this or Lucy fights them? His eyes open, his jaw drops. There's still a little bit of ball in his mouth. Just like, just like a, a little bit of wet crumb in in the corner of his in the corner of his mouth. Oh, I, I, I do that. Honestly, it's the best ball I've ever put in my mouth. We've had a lot of people say that. (laughs) Well, I'm very glad that you have decided to take it upon yourself to be such good citizens. (laughs) Tiefling, what's your name? Why are you here? Be honest with us. We're here. While you're at it, what is a tiefling? I'm still not quite clear. Uh, well, Snookums, the, the history of the tiefling is rather complex, and I could direct you to several excellent volumes in the local library. Um, well, it's just I know that one is half dragon, half human. That one is half goat, half bellend and horns. <laughs> and uh, so you are just roughly, roughly speaking, <laughs> half human and half demon, but uh, people get a bit uncomfortable when you talk about that. So, um, yeah. yes. No doubt. Oh. Yeah, so yes. it was the good half of the demon, eh? <laughs> Well, Sergeant Michael, um, my name is Ivy. Uh, I am a researcher at, at this university. Uh, you know, I'm a long-standing citizen of this city. And uh, I am here to escort uh, our esteemed uh, pastry chef around the city on this very special uh, mission. As this, as this curfew has come down, we can't leave him stranded in a university building with no access to culinary tools. So I've got to take him back no, to his can't. kitchen uh, and and also this small gnome who was caught unaware. So we are, in fact, engaged on very important work. 
if uh, would would it help at all to have a, a an escort? You know, it seems like you're very important. Um, we you know, where, where are you based? If it's on the way to Barrett, we're taking to this. Kettle us. No, 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 no. We're saying we're taking this this honey laden goblin away to, oh, right. to goblin well, prison. Well, you see, which is the same as normal people prison, but the bars are smaller, so they can't get out. Um, and, and and we're taking him. And if it's on the way, we can we can make sure that nothing gets nothing gets you while Sergeant, you're out the street. Sergeant Michael, if I if I could uh, just uh, word in your ear, um, this goblin is a very distinguished visitor, and if he spends any more time around the strange honey felon, I am concerned that he will form views about us. So if you don't mind, I would prefer not to make it look like he's been arrested and just take him safely off to where, where he where he is going. As you can see, we have a giant golden dragonborn with a very large club, and uh, you know we will proceed in an orderly fashion. There shouldn't be any trouble because you're maintaining such a fantastic curfew. So I think it all turned. We might we as well are. part ways here. Uh, I'm the I muscle, just... Brogar says, bonking himself on the head with his club. Well, you are in very capable hands. Is Bako doing anything in particular at this point? You're just hanging out around Hiding. the corner. Having a hide. Well, I've made it out the door, like out of the building. Yep, and past them. Yep, past them. And I think about, let's say, 50 metres down the road before I've realised they're not there. <laughs> as to whether I turn around yet, Let's just wait and see where it goes. <laughs> nice. Okay, take a sec. He reaches into a, a little leather pouch on his waist, uh, pulls out a, a piece of paper and hands it to you. It's just just got a little crest. Of, of, it's got the city's crest on it. And then his name. If, if anyone stops you at any point, just show him this. It'll be all right, okay? Say Sergeant Michaels and they'll know, they'll know who I am because, you know, uh, at this that, point, uh, very Mungbee, kind of you, Sergeant <laughs> Mungbee just screams, "Egg!" Reaches for his uh, his stick. I'd like to reply by throwing an egg at him, <laughs> assuming that I've probably got at least one around my person somewhere. Yeah. Roll my, to uh, roll to hit in all of my rations. I rolled a nine. I've got a plus two Dex modifier. It's up to you whether I've got proficiency with throwing an egg or not. I think more, moreover, he's he's off his tits on cursed honey. Um, so he's not going to dodge it. The egg smacks him in the side of the face. Just the, the guard disarms him using the blunt end of the pike, knocking the stick away from him. He's trying to scrabble to get it. It's just like wobbling around on the floor in but a pool. Was it a hard boiled egg or was it a raw egg? You no, I carry raw ones because I could, okay. then I can use them for all sorts of things and all sorts of occasions. Mm. They're well packed in the 50 feet of hempen rope. <laughs> So he's handed you the note. Mungbean has now been restrained. Officer, um, I thank you so much for this uh, delightful business card and for your assistance. I would, uh, a friendly, friendly warning. Um, if you're touching that stick, I would wash your hands afterwards. Um, well, of dealing with goblins generally, um, go-to strategy is touch them as little as possible and then uh, clean three times. A good hand-washing practice is essential for upkeeping a city, I have been told. Yes. Right, shall we onwards? Ivy, do you mind? Can I have a little look at the thing? Was it a little metal uh, thing he gave you with his face carved into it? Uh, I, I just have a look? to Snookums. So, Sam, the reason I'm interested is what I want to do once the police have gone is use my chef's knife to carve two horns into it so that Bako can use it as fake police credentials. Oh. <gasps> 
But just roll me a d20 and we'll see how well you execute this. If you've got more than more than plus zero on deception, take it. Otherwise, just straight d20. 16. 16. You, you are not only an artist in the kitchen, you're an artist in art as well. And you've if you know how to move a knife delicately, you can use it delicately in many different ways. And you now have a little, a little sketch of, of Bacco Sergeant Michaels. Yeah. Well, I'll just hold on to it till I see Bacco and give it to Bacco. If you see Bacco, who knows? Because I, I just think there's trouble to be caused there. <laughs> <laughs> the person banned from anything, everything in the, in the town, a thing that says they're also an elite police officer of the town. This should be lols. Um, so yeah. we've, we've walked away from the police now. You're allowed to walk away, yeah. They're, they're restraining Mungbean, trying to cuff him up, but he's so covered in honey that these just fingers are just, his hands are just sliding out of the cuffs. Can Ivy just turn as they walk off and just give Mungbean a very sarcastic, cheery wave? Egg! <laughs> Bacco! Bacco! Where's the other one? Horny one, Bacco! Bacco, where are you? Um, we lost you. I can hear them down the street, and I yep. turn around and trot back to the door, open the big door to the big building. We're not inside That's the building. <laughs> They're not inside. <laughs> we're so on the back Bacco walks shout, back in into the building. In case you're thinking we're inside a building, we're not, Bacco. Wherever you, you are, are find I... us, we're outside. Shut the door to the building, and I see that they are just outside. <laughs> <sighs> Excellent. Ah, there we go. There you all are. What have you been up to? Well, what have you been up to? I made you this. Um, I take the card and I look at it and I'm impressed by this very good rendition. Thanks a lot, mate. And I uh, slip it into whatever is the most pockets-like thing that I have on me. When I take over my bag, I open up and there are a couple of ID cards in there and I slip it in. Uh, Does anyone have a passive perception above 16? Probably not. Uh, Probably not, let's be perfectly honest. Mine is 10. Not up to don't 16. Notice it. You don't notice it. You see there's a lot of paraphernalia in Bacco's bag that surprises you that Bacco would own it. Don't have long enough to make take a good glimpse. Brogarth, completely away with the fairies. You're just stroking this cooing gnome. Who we should take back to her house, yes? Who lives by the river. Yeah. Yes. 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 Your, your idea is to quickly take her home and then you can get on with whatever business you need to do. I feel like if we don't, up. she's going to get brutally murdered by yeah. vicious dogs. Keep uh, and pet, I've, made, I've made and a, a lovely friendship. A she's a human. If, well, if you human. don't she's let go of her, character. if you don't no, put okay. her down... She's yeah no she's no yours. it'll be like one of those those videos where people like find a baby squirrel and they raise it up and they release it and then the falcon comes in and gets it we're not putting her down anywhere we're taking her home What's you, her you name walk Fiona? down to... pine 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 oh, yeah. she reminded me of someone I knew <laughs> pine how how are you how are you doing after after all of this uh, police business are you feeling all right oh I'm I'm all, I'm all right I'm right as rain I promise. I, I don't I I don't want to be a problem for anyone. Oh no. Um you 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 could direct us to to where you live? Oh absolutely I could. Um yeah. just head head down this road and then first first bridge you find we cross over there and then we head up the river and there's a there's a little path that goes down by the side of the river you'll find our homes there. It's nothing much to look at. Please, you know, don't judge. We're only gnomes. We, we don't need much. 
My character well, notes all of this down because I refuse to. Just keep pointing. And I'll, yeah, okay. Yeah, perfect. So she, she points up great for a podcast. I'm pointing yeah. the way and you're carrying her the way. And then she points another way and, you, and you, you're carrying her that way. And then, then another way up the side of the river. You've crossed the bridge. You're on the other side of the, up the, side of the river. What type of bridge is it? It's a flat bridge. It's made of wood. Mm-hmm. It's like wooden slats. And then it's like got a wooden fence on either side. Attached to it, you've got like little lamp posts with like little bell lamps on the top. But they're not on because it's daytime. Just quickly okay, for yeah. listeners, let's uh, <laughs> let's dive to the side. Kate, uh, favourite bridge in the real world? In the real world? Uh, the fourth bridge. And uh, favourite bridge <clears throat> disaster ever? Uh, one time I was walking across this bridge at the one in St. James Park and a creepy man tried to hit on me. And that was a bit of a disaster. Cool. Okay. Yeah, one. you're right. That's That's way worse than the Tacoma Narrows <laughs> bridge disaster that killed so many. Um... Well, for him it was, yeah. <laughs> so you, you've, you've walked the gnome down the path by the river. So the river's on your left, right-hand side. You've got tiny, tiny little doors of different colours set tiny? into the side of the river. About three feet tall. Yes, Snookum's tiny or Brogard tiny? <laughs> Snookum's tiny. Round, tiny Snookum's tiny doors. And they're all, all different colours. Loudly, I would like to say... What's gnome cuisine like? Does it have any unique flavours unheard of in other types of cooking? What do gnomes eat? Well, uh... So, that's fucking You're not a goblin, mate. Don't take <laughs> the piss out of my voice. <laughs> Why well, would you um, mock I, my voice? I, I didn't mean to, I promise. I've had a very long few days. What I do have is is our bread, renowned for the flavours we put in it. If you, if you come in... Oh, I'll be trying that my, then. My, Does he know mother. anyone who makes it? What's the recipe? What's the secret ingredient? What colour is it? How long do you bake it for? What setting? Every family. What kind of yeast do you use? Way. If you if you come in, my mother, she can she can show you how we do it. It's been passed down for generations, hundreds of years. Um, okay, Sam and, and Snookums goes in and just asks the mum all those questions. Whilst and I'm peering to the mum about bread, Ivy is going to just draw into the door uh, a picture of some Queen's, uh, Queen Anne's lace, uh, a flower, which symbolises haven um, to bless this oh. house. In the background, all you can hear is a voice going, 8% rye! That is experimental! Beef <laughs> <laughs> um, what runs inside um, while Snookums is already having a chit-chat with Mum. Lavender! Oh! <laughs> And so she These runs in. excerpts from what you're hearing she, in the background. She, she comes out with like tiny little wooden brooches that have clearly been hand carved um, of nightingales. And she, she just, she reaches out to you with her tiny gnome hands and holds them up to you. Are they gnome scale? Are they scaled to each of us? Uh... The, they, they would be an, like human size. So they'd be at. Human size. Can I just appreciate for a moment? (laughs) Sam using human size as a unit when he's talking to Kate, Zoe, and Lucy, who (laughs) between them completely break the concept that there is a standard human size. Steve and I would be perfectly fit by these brooches. Um, How tall are you, Sam? Five foot eleven and three quarters. Uh, Same height as me. (laughs) Exactly the same height as me. Yeah, so these brooches will fit you. That's the. It'll fit me. For a cloak. Like almost a classic <gasps> cloak. With, with, I uh, have yeah, a cloak. A little nightingale on that. 
<laughs> can I get my cloak back out of my bag where I did put it um, when we were with the when we were in the sewers? I put it back on with the black side facing out and fasten it with my new brooch. And I am extraordinarily pleased. Well, Ivy has a has a brooch on already, has like a jet morning brooch, but uh, she might put it on the uh, the shoulder strap of the oh, of her waistcoat. Want Excuse some of them. me, <clears throat> Fiona. No, <laughs> no, it's okay. People Fern. always oh, honestly, people see me, they think Fine. that's a Fiona. I I can't I can't question it. It's honest, simple mistake to make. Promise, promise. So, caraway seeds. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, lady, may I please have back my uh, headpiece and robes uh, now that you are safe? Of course, of course you can. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot I gave them back to you. She takes them off and folds them quickly and hands them to you. Thanks They're huge. Much. It's swamping this this poor gnome. Lift them off her. Oh, that, actually, that's such a weight off back. my shoulders. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> then I'll pin my little thing to my bag. So Sno- Snookum's co- like w- waddles back out the house. The, waddles? The, 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 <laughs> sorry. How much bread is he out? I'm actually that... perfectly proportioned. Waddles. We're all fucking dwarf, mate. <laughs> sorry, Sno- Snookum's strides out of the building. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the mum the shorter strides, that's all. Wave, waves you off. You're holding <laughs> a small red bag. Um, with with a with a leather pull strap, and everyone around you can just smell a wafting aroma of spices melding together, coming emanating from this bag. That's my normal the, the, smell. She's she's <laughs> given you lots of gnomish gnomish spices. Right. So now that we have deposited <clears throat> our dear friend, uh, I believe we should get on with the business of saving the city. Just like to ask, why have we decided this is quite so very much our responsibility? Because I'd just like to be across that sort of ethically. I mean, we're heroes, aren't we? Are we not? I thought that we were. I, I mean, just like, if I know what you're chasing, that's fine. But just to check. I mean, are you? I are you asking, Bako, why we should try and stop? dogs that devour small children from continuing to devour small children. Is this something that you maybe feel in two minds about? Because I, I feel like we maybe... Let's not forget ha- they're worms disguised as dogs. They're yes. Worms mm. that have become dogs and dogs that have become worms. And that, that small sea shanties in their spare time. I mean, they're basically a competition for you, Bakker. Levels. They're, they're musicians muscling in on your turf. Yeah, well, all I needed was a bit of motivation. Thank you very much. I'm good with this now. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to sort of know where everyone was sitting. So you saying helping? Why we thought we were so particularly helping the children such a feat. wasn't enough for you, Kate. Helping the children, you're like, yeah, but give me some more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it's just because it's the right thing to do. But I can right. he- see that that's not going down terribly well. So, uh, yes, uh, stealing your musical turf, uh, sure. So, where would you like to go? Where is your first port of call? I have actually been reflecting on a number of issues. By which I mean Steve has been listening to old episodes. It seems to me we should go back to the first place that we saw any of this work. 
the first place we saw the mindworms, the most likely place they've come from, your boss. If anyone yeah. will know how we can get to the essence of this problem, it's him. If anyone secretly knows why there was that guy in a tank and that dog and that other thing, it's him. Now, I've I've only listened to the first five, so he might have died in six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, nine, nine. <laughs> or if you, if you keep so, hanging the story on him, he will. On my, on my reflection as character... And listening as not <laughs> character... That seems to me the useful thing we could do now that we've found out what we found out is let's go back to... I mean, he seemed shifty, didn't he? Yes. Well, he didn't at the time to me, as I've known him for years. But, uh, yes, yeah, so given what we found since then... He uh, didn't I to me either, have, but uh, on reflection... Listening. He did come across as really creepy. Hmm. I certainly would like to ask him why he's getting invitations to uh, underground laboratory parties that involve traumatising poor gnomes. So, yes, absolutely. I'd like to ask him, you know every bloody thing about these worms. How do we stop them? That's also an Hoping he'll be like, I've got this spray. (laughs) Hey, friends, Sam here with an announcement. On the 31st of May, we're going to be live streaming a special one-shot episode with a bunch of really cool guests. We've got Mac of the DM from Check These Out, uh, Zane from Swords and Quill, Rowan from Chasing Tales, Hamilton from Dragon's Jewel. It's going to be amazing. They're all playing kobolds. Frankly, it's going to be disgustingly hilarious. The reason they're all playing kobolds will make sense next week. And the reason we're doing this special episode will make sense in two weeks' time. Basically, it's going to be really, really great, and we would love to see you there. You'll be able to find links on our Twitter. I will be sharing all of those next week, um, and you can bookmark it. But until then, just keep it in your brain case that you're going to be able to see some of our gorgeous faces in a few weeks' time. And it will be pretty fun, so we hope to see you there. Okay, bye. Oh yeah, and it's at 9pm. Cool. See you there. Everyone was gently lapping at, at the, the the path that you stood on. Stood on. It's quite nice here, but nonetheless, you've decided to go back to the city. You walk up this path. You cross that same wooden bridge. Um, the city's quiet. No one is out. You can see, like, or hear guards moseying around. There were obviously goals around and about before, like when you were first by the docks. But you have noticed there's, there's a few more rats scampering about. You cross the bridge, you head down back towards the Spice Wharf. You go past spice the Spice Wharf. Wharf, you wander your way back towards Wobbegong Street. You can hear the murmurs of people uh, inside their houses from like their, their open windows. As you approach Aldous's house, you once again, you can just notice a perception check that you're going to need to roll. <laughs> we notice the need for perceiving. Yeah. I'm suddenly confronted with my need to perceive, let's see. I have a seven with my plus four, so I'm on an eleven. Thirteen. I think I pressed the wrong sheet. What's the plus next to it? I can roll it for you. Uh three. Sixteen plus three, nineteen. I push in front of all of you to look around with my twenty-one. What do you see? Anyone who rolled above a fifteen, there are two of you. You can see that. The front door of Aldous's house is slightly ajar. I shout this to um, the people who didn't see it. Look, friends, the door is slightly ajar. <laughs> There's like wood shavings on the floor in front of it. There are wood shavings now, on the floor in front of it. Now, everyone, you can hear like water running down in the sewers below you. Then 
not ivy. Everyone can see muddy footprints leading in to the house. Snookums, you notice that these muddy footprints smell faintly aromatic. I tell my friends. And then I There's say, quick, quick into the house. But ideally, pairs. the big one first. Uh, while I'm running, I ask Snookums, what does aromatic mean? Smelly but nice. <laughs> Smelly but nice. Important knowledge. Would you describe me as aromatic, Snookums? I've never really thought about it. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Um, can I open the door? You open the door. Do you want to step in? Yes. Sam, for the next little while, I am going to smell anyone who comes near me because this has made me feel a bit conscious about all of these things. Yeah. Please and then do. I'm thinking I'm, maybe I'm using my incredible knowledge of spices, I might branch out into fine perfumes later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like flavour for the nose. In fact, that's what my, my, my whole range is called. Flavour for the nose. <laughs> Does the door open flavor in or out? Flavour for the nose by Jolliver. <laughs> oh, no. In. It opens into the house. When we when I open the door, essentially, I'm aware that there are smelly footprints and that that is an unusual thing. So can I check the area? Do I bash into something as I open the door? Like, what happens? <clears throat> so going off your, your previous perception check, you open the door, door opens inwards, as all good doors do. <clears throat> and weirdly, you notice that the building is more clean than it was last time. It's more clean than it was last time you were here. Except for the footprints. The footprints end at the door. The footprints end at the door, but the building does smell very aromatic. Is there a doormat? There's a new doormat. It's it's brand new. Okay. Okay. Notably so. Um, You can hear voices at the back of the building. Friends, are we going to sneak or are we going full frontal assault on the senses? No, actual fighting. <laughs> I mean, I was about to yell hello, so I, I, Let's I do that down then. and listen. Let's charge in. Hello, is there anyone home? Hello. Aldous. Oh, Aldous, we've come about the worm. We've come about oh, the worm. Oh, goodness me, you terrified. Is that you, Snookums? Yeah. Snookums, come in, come in. He, you, you Have you see... got any flapjack left? Oh, tons! We're cooking more at the moment. Come, what? come! Aldous, you sound incredibly high-pitched. Are you are you anxious about something? You're trying to duplicate my flapjack recipe. Oh. <laughs> we're trying. We're, we're we're trying to reverse engineer. We're trying to reverse engineer the flapjack recipe. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> We we have lots of spices and lots of fruit. I've got friends brought them. Actually, come come in, come in. And and he's now he's gesturing to you from the kitchen doorway. As you get closer to the kitchen, you see in the kitchen, first of all, Aldous, then the gentleman you delivered, and there's three other figures who dart to the back of the room and start cowering away from you. Right. So either these people are flapjack recipe thieves, or it's them lot that we beat up and we killed quite a lot of them. But we left some alive. Might be them. Anyway, I storm into the kitchen to try their pathetic attempt at flapjack. <laughs> um, one of them, as you come in to, to taste their flapjacks, one of them sort of timidly like covers themselves in a cloak. You can see burns on their arms. Um, nonetheless, 
but you want to try this flapjack that they've they've almost finished cooking. It's 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 not it's not done. No no no, it's not done. Yeah, we did. Um, great. I'll have a little try. Uh, okay. Well, um, it tastes slightly fruity. So it's flapjack. It's it's chunks of fruit. It hasn't been done very delicately, right. but there's spice in there. You don't I mean, know what spice. I it like, just tastes quite earthy. I like what you've tried to do here, Aldis, but it's very flat, isn't it? It's got. There are notes in there, but all of the notes are slightly flat. It needs, I think, if anything, it needs an, a lighter hand in order to lift it. It's almost like they've uh, misunderstood the spelling of the cake, and it's a flap, flap, Jack, not a flat, Jack. Annunciation is oh. very important in cookery. It's yeah, that's there. a deep burn in cookery circles, what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd said that. Speaking of deep burns, what happened to that guy? Ah. They're, they're trying to cover their face away from you. You, you bloody no! You bloody no! Oh, it's our friends who attacked us before. Sam, can I use? Uh, let me just check. I've got it. No, I haven't got it. I was going to use Mage Hand to fuck him up, but that's the wrong character. <laughs> Do you remember, Brogar? You wanted to buy some fruit, and then these people started attacking us, and then we let them live, and Brandon now apparently fruit. we're the bad guys. Uh, Aldous, he, he turns to us, Barry, Larry, Gary, and Tina. Honestly. <laughs> wow. From wow, now on, <laughs> we desecrate all corpses. <laughs> cool. Hands, hands, legs, <laughs> arms off. Teeth removed for dental records. Uh, and we keep the heads with us. Because that Brogar's way they can't even down. reconstitute all the bits. I'm not saying it in character, so Brogar can't hear it. Um, I just think that's what we should do. Is we'll, we'll, What we'll do is each head, we'll tie them together on a bit of string and Brogar can have them just strung all over front and back like that. <laughs> just covered in the heads of everyone we've killed. Yeah, that'd be really nice. We're really here. We're really here to find out about what they call mind worms. Because apparently you you showed us one and you were like, they've been dead forever. They're not dead forever. They're everywhere. And we need your help and brains, brains, to tell us where... I was pointing at my brains, listeners, to tell us how we get rid of them. His eyes open wide. They're, ev- they're everywhere. Oh, hold uh, us. What, what do you mean they're everywhere? Don't pretend well, you don't know. No, no what? Yes, come on. I found the invitation. I know exactly what you've been up to, sneaking around, trying to cleanse the city. And copy my uh, flapjacks. Quite, quite <laughs> frankly, <laughs> I, I feel deeply hurt and betrayed, uh, and I haven't quite worked out how to process that, so all I'm doing is telling you that I'm deeply hurt and betrayed, but at some point it will manifest in another way. What Maybe mean, one day. Mean, At the mention of Ivy not knowing how to process this, I hand her a <laughs> couple of small bits of chocolate. Because that normally helps, I find. <laughs> Ivy eats the chocolate. There we um, go. I, uh, honestly, I cleanse it. What do you... This Millicent stupid idea again. Oh, oh, so you I, don't deny knowing about it. Good, at least we've... Uh... I, I was not party to any of that. Party! Oh. invitation, Aldous. Yes, invitations. Millicent used to do this every year. Every year? You didn't stop it? I didn't think it was my place to. Wow. Isn't that that the attitude that's got us here? We went into that that secret room and we found a traumatised gnome who'd been experimented on and humans floating in vats and mutilated squirrels, but I guess all of that's not your place either. 
And the mandibles. Yes. What do you mean? Mm. So Ma- many mandibles. <laughs> what? what ma- the old split okay. jaw. Okay. Yeah, breathe, you know, breathe. the old split jaw. <laughs> breathe. I do not know what you're talking about. I, I can check I- his head for worms. <laughs> oh, I'm good with that. And just look, check the back of his neck. Pull his little okay. shirt collar down. Medicine check. Medicine. Surely it's looking. Got a nine. There appears to be nothing on the back of his neck. You found a necular region? (laughs) Necular region. Um, Can I just generally poke the back of his neck? Stop! Stop, dragon! Stop! No, no, we... No, okay. You need to explain to me what you found about Millicent, or whatever is going on, and we can discuss this like adults. I can tell you what I know of what he was doing, and we can work out what the fuck is going on. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so digested version. Big festival. Dogs at the festival. Jaws split open. Biting children. Spewing acidy stuff. Mind worms in the dogs. Uh, found one. Found one. Called Gavin. Lovely chap. Likes That's to delightful. sing. Creepy goblin. With Dobby! Different no, no. That, oh, some things I definitely need to talk to you about at some point when we have more time to do with tieflings being in a magic painting. But yes, found your office. Uh, found a letter saying, you know, come, come, come to the eugenics committee. The poogenics committee, more like. Satire. Secret laboratory, traumatised them. As we said, mind worms everywhere. Uh, this is phase one. So now you're up to speed. Yes. So, I'd always assumed this would not happen. Um, some members of the university had a, an idea that... People had got too comfortable over the last few hundred years and um, it was necessary to apply a pressure to society in order to strengthen the resolve of our community and remove undesirables. Now, I, uh, at a time, attempted to report this to the university. They refused to listen, um, as they tend to do on matters such as these. But we just assumed nothing would come of it. Millicent would have these parties year on year where he'd invite people down to his special cellar and they'd do blood rituals in their big lecture theatre. And you didn't stop to ask who they were doing blood rituals on? We assumed themselves. Some sort of strange fetish thing. Um, Clearly not. Honestly, Aldous, how, how could you just let this go? Because it was easier to just get on with my work. And he pats himself down and uh, turns around away from you and uh, just stirs the flapjack oats around for a moment. Sam, can I just say to Bacco, what do you think of this flapjack? Just to try and lift the listener's mood at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can go back to what you were doing. Is it cooked? Yeah, there's some bits that were were cooked. They're the ones we're trying. I'm going to try a bit and I'm going to go... No, no, a bit too uh, unrefined, as you've now refined my palate. I do really remember the flapjacks. They stood out as a highlight of the last few days for me. I wonder what Ivy and Aldous are talking about. (laughs) Uh, Aldous is just uh, purging himself of some of his bystander guilt. Uh, To be quite frank, I don't think we've got time to listen to much more of it. Um, And we should probably get on with actually trying to fix the situation that he's allowed us to slide into. 
Does he know where Millicent might be? If this is currently undergoing, some discussions we had a short while ago, I can tell you where I think he might be and we can try and do something about it. Um, these dogs at the festival, did they bite anyone? Well, yes, they that's a small why... child with mind worms. My gamble, a lot of the money that they received at the university came from outside of the city, <clears throat> from Caspers, just over the other side of the mountain range. Um, and you may have noticed during the festival, uh, there were some boats from the Caspers Dreadfleet, um, which sort of rode in huge like krakens and octopi on their sails. Anyway, um, my money would be that Millicent and his friends gone to the capital city there and that we need to make sure that everyone who's been bitten by the dogs is dealt with very rapidly. Well, yes, dealt with as in nursed back to health? Yeah. Yes. Cured? With what you know about cured using your knowledge? We need to separate the uh, gifts the dogs bestowed upon them from the hosts. Um, I would speak in more clear terms, but um, unfortunately these guys are quite squeamish. Uh, they've had some sort of encounter over the last... Ivy, well, deal with it. Ivy, it sounds to me know? like you should bollock this guy more. Yes, I'm getting that vibe as well. You should feel very disappointed in yourself, Aldous. Yes, I should. <laughs> I'm just... This is a threatening action is really odd. <laughs> it's time and for if... Ivy's special attack. <laughs> oh, God. This <laughs> <laughs> inside his bag of holding. No. Why do you make it weird, Sam? Too far, Sam. Too far. The trick is you've got to dance around it. Let the audience's brain go there, but don't make clear to them. Come on. We'll do this soon. Right. Aldous, let me put this very simply for you. You are going to tell us how we save people who have been infected by these mind maggots. Historically, two options. One, punch them in the back of the neck. Two, surgery. And I have performed both to extraordinary <laughs> ends. But why then? Because they've got the old split jaw. If you do surgery on them, does that close up? Is that just like they're forever now like... If they get to the point where they've Is undergone there a these point physical of changes, no... there's a point of some, yeah, no return, where if you remove the maggot, the brain will just decay into mush. But, um, so, I don't know what you want to do. This is probably beyond me. You would need people with money, influence, power, some way to get around this and try and do something to stop this from getting worse and also resolve the general problem that I don't know what Millicent's got planned anymore. Um, is this something that's happening here? Is he planning on doing this in Caspers too? Does, I mean, does, does anyone here know anyone wealthy and influential? You? I'm not, Bro I'm, I'm neither of those things. <laughs> Brogar starts to like speak and put his hand up in the air and then goes, no, 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 um... No, I, I can't think of anyone influential or who has money that we we should talk to. Didn't you say you lived in a giant golden house? Yes. We, I, yes. What a good idea, Brogar. 
We should talk to your family. This episode of Live Love Lovecraft was written and produced by me, Sam Mackay. It starred Steve Cross, Lucy Eckersley, Kate Hunter and Zoe McGee. You can find links to all of their online stuff down in the podcast notes below. The music was written by myself and additional sound effects were provided by Michael Gelfie. If you want to keep up to date with everything we do, you can find us online at Lovecraft DND. And we hope that you have a wonderful week, everyone. And we'll see you next time when the adventure continues. He's, he's my best friend. It's fine. We're Lovecrafty Gobbo. <laughs> we telling a great story and you were expecting a laugh and that's when you realised yeah, that, that we that's weren't when there. That's when you realise. You yeah. turn your shoulder. Oh. What story was it? You can ask um, her when you find her. Or she can just say it now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that massive yes and there, Sam. That was really... uh... No no worries, Chad. (laughs) Kate, do a funny. No! (laughs) She may not! She must wait. You you learn this in the uh, the school of man. Um, They teach you as the first lesson. I thought the first lesson of man was that women... Physically can't be funny. No, the first yeah. lesson man is make the police officer put the ball in their mouth. What's Millie's Twitter? Is it fa- at fake Millie? <laughs> <laughs> at fake Millie, yeah. At fake Sam not kind too. <laughs> <laughs> Sam eight numbers, yeah. Oh, if Brogo yeah, got Aslan. done by a mind worm, the mind worm would be like, this, hello, <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> Starving to death in there. <laughs> <laughs>